0: hello and welcome to this bonus podcast this is the second episode in a three-part series on discipleship talks in which we're going deeper in conversation on the thoughts behind our recent preaching series walk with me here at c3 imagine we're bringing this series to you to provide that extra bit of wisdom and insight into leadership and discipleship for
1: you to listen to as you go throughout your week let's dive into the episode Okay, well, welcome to our part two in our mini-series on Walk With Me. We're talking all things discipleship. And I've got uh, three wonderful guests with me, uh, Christine van der Kley, Jen Spencer, and Sipka Bonteku, uh, who are all in our church, C3 Imagine. Uh, I would refer you back, actually, to the first podcast where they introduced themselves. And we talked there about uh, the value of doing life As disciples in community. So, listening to the voice of mentors and having great friends in our world. Today, we're going to talk about spiritual disciplines. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Uh, I think uh, many of you will run a mile when you hear that word discipline. Some of you love it, and we love you for it. Uh, But we're going to talk particularly about prayer and reading the Bible, what we might call our personal devotions. Um, When I first became a Christian I grew up in a fairly traditional church and so for me prayer was very dry Um, I did it as a discipline but it was fairly dry until I got filled with the Holy Spirit so at 19 years old prayer took on a whole new dimension Mm -hmm. for me as I uh, realized I could have an intimate relationship with God in the person of the Holy Spirit Um, and that was a wonderful season And then i got married and had kids and life took on a dimension that was pretty full-on and i knew i had to dive deeper if i was going to keep my prayer life alive and so i had to get up earlier i had to um, formulate a sort of routine that combated the challenges of the attention of children and so on so i had to get up before the kids got up in order to carve out time and then as life has grown i've carried more responsibilities i've had to dig deeper even further So I think the lesson for me is I've had to invent and recreate and find new pace, new depths, new... And then there are always those moments and those seasons where it just gets a little dry or you feel like the intimacy is not there so much or it's just got uh, uninteresting. And so I have to reinvent again, recreate the dynamic of prayer because it means so much. I can honestly say, that in nearly every area of my life, if someone was to say to me, what's the secret source of your marriage? What's the secret source of your discipleship growth? What's the secret source of your leadership or your, your career success? I would always, there would be a number of things I'd say, but the first I'd always say is it's the routine of my personal devotions. So having kept that alive for 35 years, day in and day out, has definitely been the secret source Bringing God into a meaningful place in my personal life has, has been at the bottom of it. So I want us to really unwrap that and, and explore that because you all uh, have found that yourselves too. But uh, Christine, let, let's, let's kick off with the, the thought first of discipline. Mm-hmm. Um, not everyone, perhaps let's say the majority of people would find discipline uh, a, a challenge. And yet, of course, you cannot really separate disciple from discipline, they even oh, come from the good. same <laughs> root word. So there has to be some way of growing disciplines in our life. Tell us your journey about uh, finding discipline in your devotional life.
0: Um, I, ha- I really struggle with discipline. Um, I find it a real challenge in my life. But I have found that uh, there's, I can, there's a real need in me um for the discipline of my devotional life Um, for me it's results oriented so I know that when my life gets a bit gray or when I'm quite anxious about things that my devotional life is not deep enough and not strong enough so there's a direct effect and as I spend time with God I find uh, I get excited um I find that I'm stirred spiritually but also the anxiety passes so um as I've got older, I've learned to look at my time as well. Where does it? How does it work for me? Now, I'm really grumpy in the mornings. So, um, first thing in the morning is not a good time for me, but I always do spend some time in the Word in the morning. Mm. Um, but I want to spend more time. So, I've found some time in the afternoon now when I'm not working to to get some depth. And to me, it's absolutely time-related. If I spend five minutes in the Word, I'm going to get five minutes result. Right. If I spend more time and actually start writing things down and exploring things and meditating, I will get real deep results. Mm. Um, And I love that. That makes me excited. Um, If I'm sitting down and praying for two minutes in the car, for instance, I'm going to get the result of that prayer. But if I'm pacing up and down in my living room, I will get a different result. So um, for me, it's become a passion, although... I st- I still have moments of struggle with dis- discipline, um, but it's like God reminds me every time. He said, "Look, you know, you need to do this. This needs to happen." Um, so it's about the value of what it produces
1: for right. me. Yes. So for you, it conquers anxiety. Yeah. puts life in perspective. Absolutely. takes that grey edge off life. Uh, I like the way. You, so you make you make notes when you're reading the Bible. Jen, talk to us about some of the sort of I hate to use the word techniques, but the things that have helped you <laughs> yeah. really put meaning into time with God and, and yeah. make it work for you. What, what do you do? Because I feel like it's different for all of us. It's not like there's a formula. Yeah. The most important goal is that we have meaningful, intimate, um, and uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? That it counts. That time with Jesus yeah. really counts mm. and it's personal. Yeah. So how does that work for you?
2: Well, and, you know, I think it, it looks different for every person. Mm. And as you said at the beginning, it's it's different in different seasons, right? Sure. So um I have found over my life that I'll sort of know, kind of like you said, Christine, that there's, there's moments where I feel like it's not quite working. For me, the number one way for me to get unblocked and, like, reinvigorate my prayer life is journaling. Like, that is... Fine. I'm a writer. I love words. I love reading. And that is always a surefire way for me to go deep with God. And I think usually what it does is it sort of untangles the stuff in my head. I can very quickly get stuck in my head. And it helps me really go deep into the soul conversation, the spirit conversation with God. Um, So that's huge for me. Um, Generally, I would say also in this season where life has been not quite as exciting (laughs) as it was two years ago, um, I walk and pray a lot because I I have a job where I'm sitting at home in front of a laptop. So most of my prayer time is is out walking through the city And, and even just going to get a fresh perspective. Like I've gone out to the beach and you know, spent a day walking there and praying. And even if it's just a little bit outside of my my daily zone, the way that God's wired me is is that that new bit of fresh perspective is so powerful. Um,
1: That's so good. Yeah. You know, I, I don't think there's anyone listening who would doubt the power of prayer. I don't think mm-hmm. we have to convince anyone that a prayerful person um, is, is a better type of person to be. Yeah. That having Jesus... F- intimately in your world is the best place to live i think i think the challenge we find is how or uh how to get the discipline to do it or how to keep it creative i love that okay. that you you change your environment to try and keep the stimulation uh or use it as a stimulation yeah. to keep it fresh um yeah so, sorry oh, just yeah gone.
2: one more quick thing i think it's also, for me, it's keeping in mind that that being in the Word and prayer is a daily discipline, mm-hmm. even if my discipline isn't perfect. Mm-hmm. So I love spending a half an hour or longer with my Bible in a pen. And some days it just doesn't work, right? And so then I put in my little headphones and I'll listen to that chapter in the Bible while I'm doing dishes. And it's not perfect, mm. but... Don't let the perfect be the enemy of the good and of yeah. right. keeping and building Great. that habit. So that's encouragement I give myself and yeah. others is like, just do it. Even if it's not perfect, do it.
1: I love that. Um, the The routine is more important than the expectations we have over it. Yeah. I don't think you'll ever look back and go, oh, well, that you know, well, didn't get much out of that. Uh, why did I bother? I think what you're doing is you're building such a powerful habit yeah. and you're building, in a sense, uh, um, a, a bank you're storing up uh credit in the word the seed never returns to us empty so if you're sowing seed in okay at that moment it may not be doing anything dramatic for you but you're certainly building up the power of it being able to work for you over the long term and so there's anyone listening going oh i'm going through a dry season don't stop the routine just because it's dry try and reinvent what you're doing in it because the routine itself will build up so true. A powerful way of breakthrough.
0: One of, one of the things that um, I do is when um, you've spoken on Sunday or somebody's preached on Sunday and there's a part of the Bible that I don't really know very well, I'll write it down and I'll go back to that because I find sometimes it's difficult to get inspiration mm. unless you're looking at a, a Bible app. But I'm, it's good to actually, if something's triggered in your mind, just write it down and go back to it because it, that you've developed an interest then in something.
1: Right. That's awesome. Love that. Just spark something. Yeah. Sipka, tell us uh, how your routine looks. What do you What do you do?
3: <laughs> um, that That really changes from time to time um, because I, I like to mix it up. Also, I really try to see what what fits for the season. Um, but at the moment, um, I get up quite early, and I um, I drink drink a glass of water. <laughs> uh, nah, and and then. Um, I spend some time with God, um, just whatever I feel like in worship. So some moments I get up with many thoughts in my mind. Mm. So then my time in worship is just letting go of some thoughts or some worries um, or some emotions. And after that, I, I get my Bible out and I, I read I read some. Um, I start with the Psalm at the moment. And um, uh, yeah, and after that, I go into warfare mode and in session mode um, um, I think I'm a bit of a um, a workhorse if it's about um, if it's about doing life um, so that's also how I like to approach my time with God for not not all of it as I just um, just presented but a part of it so I love to fight and just go in their heart and just uh, I have a list of people that I pray for because I have it on my heart to pray for them yeah and uh, yeah,
1: that's great. I, I think that's a good structure to have a list of people you're interceding for. You would you would not find it difficult to warfare in prayer.
3: No, that comes really natural. Yeah, yeah.
1: I've found when I've talked to people that most of us tend to have a like a, a some a, a mode of praying that feels most comfortable to us. So sometimes what I do to challenge people's prayer life to keep it fresh or not even to keep it fresh, but to, to expand it and make it more exciting over the years, is to, to play with the area that we're least comfortable with. So if we're naturally a fighter, will we spend some time in worship and rest and meditating on the goodness of God and who we are in Him? If we naturally are very good at that side of things, mm-hmm. uh, then I challenge people, why don't you take a season where you go to warfare? interceding um putting down some strongholds, <laughs> binding some demons uh just to e- explore the full expanse of the of who god is the authority we have uh the way we can grow as disciples by enriching our prayer life um sounds like though you've explored that whole routine each day you there's you, you some worship in there some intercession in yep. there some processing going on you both mentioned processing uh, uh um you w- when you go to sleep your mind is active mm. um and scientists say when you wake up your emotions are more active and so i think prayer first thing in the morning is so good at bringing our emotions into a place of perspective um so i find the mm. presence of god really does that well now jen you you know you Journaling really helps you do that, yeah. but you're doing it consciously with God, right? Yeah, absolutely.
2: Yeah, yeah it's more. It's, it's. Sometimes it's like a, a letter to God. Sometimes it's, it's, just writing, but it's always with God, right? Right. And I think on the like the discipline of of spending time with God in the morning, in that mix of of prayer, the Bible, and worship. To me, that is so important just to, to really give God that first, you know, I, mm. I shared in the previous podcast, seek first the kingdom of God is my, my life verse and taking time in the morning. And I understand different people and moms and dads in different seasons have different uh, capacity for that morning time. Sure. But I know for me, it says God comes first because there's a lot of other things. I've got a wonderful job that's, that's big. Um, so there's a lot of other things that are gonna fight for my attention. So that that reminder in the morning that he is my Lord, I am his, um, that really sets me on the right course. It's, awesome. it's
0: about perspective, isn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's something, even though I wake up grumpy, I know I've got to give my day to God <laughs> because um, I have to get a different perspective. Yeah. And it was something um, was quite funny this morning. I was even grumpy in the car to hear and um, I was just praying, God, you know, I've got it. Something's got to shift. And then you started speaking this morning in the staff meeting about spiritually different. Mm. And it suddenly just hit me. I thought I've got to shift something on the inside and, and I, I was fine. <laughs> but I needed God to do something. Right. And we need that every morning. Yes. We need to reach out to him. He needs to be first.
1: I love that. That was a great posture to come to prayer in. Mm. I need you, God. Mm. I, 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 Literally, I cannot go through a day without without spending significant time with mm. him. Just no matter how busy it is, I have to. It's almost like a posture. I need him. I need him.
3: Can I can I actually quickly go back to the journaling? Would that be okay? Yeah. Um, Because... Uh, I'm a guy and I also journal, uh, not on a daily basis for sure, but mostly on a weekly basis or slightly less. And um, for me, it really makes uh, discipline easier because what mm. I do with my journaling, I have it as a discipline in my life to do it, to get some thoughts out of my head onto paper, mm. which means if I then the days afterwards go into prayer, uh, the discipline of prayer is easier because there's the do- the thoughts in my mind are less dominant so I, I feel I can get to God easier. Mm-hmm. And I think there's little things that you can learn about how you operate that that disciplines that we think are valuable in our lives, we make them easier and we set ourselves up for a win for the disciplines that are important to us in our lives.
1: That's brilliant. Yes, so good. Do you know, I think there are going to be people listening um, who think that their prayer life needs to be like something. And like I, if, <laughs> if my prayer life's not like this, <laughs> then I'm not really doing it and i think what we're drawing out here is all of our prayer lives are so different that's a good point sipica that that you can find by knowing yourself you can find little techniques that help you just put stuff out the way and make prayer more effective it's not like there is a right way do what it takes Mm -hmm. to have personal time with jesus this is what we're saying just do what it takes you know journaling if that's what helps you get stuff out of your head or out of your emotional processing or to present it to god do that if it, if it takes going for a walk to do that any other any other thoughts from any of you about devotions
0: um, something i started to do towards the end of last year was i would either take a thought that was prevalent in my mind or i would take a bible verse so at the beginning of this year Um, I started thinking about how people do desperate things, how um, I was doing some study on on the Second World War and Jews and the situation there. And I started to look into that. I started to look at what the Bible was saying about how people walk in darkness Mm. and how they need light. And so I almost treat it like a project. So I want to know more about this subject. I want to know what God's telling me Mm. about this. And I take it with me. I take it into my spirit. And it helps me then to pray in a certain way, like you were describing, Sibka. So I do journal, but but in a different way. So I'm writing Mm. myself a story um, and and asking God for revelation. Mm. And sometimes it's just revelation about a verse, Mm. about something in the Bible. And then I'll explore that. So it's like study. I like to chew things and to find out more about them.
1: That's awesome. Yeah, love that. We were talking earlier about body, uh body language. Um the Bible's full of expressions, particularly the Psalms of uh, uh of standing, of kneeling, of lying. And I uh, I I feel like there is a mode modes of prayer. So you're talking about the different modes you go into of of worship and intercession and so on. And it's almost It's almost like the Bible is is teaching us that we're an integrated person, so Mm -hmm. our our body, soul, spirit. So I find it helpful that my body would match the mode of prayer I'm going into. into. So if I need to repent, I'll often kneel uh, to pray because it helps my heart position itself with humility. If I want to go into warfare, I will definitely be standing up and walking around because it helps my body feels more dominant, therefore my spirit takes on a more dominant position to take the authority I have in Christ. If I'm in worship, I need to stand. But if I'm wanting to receive and meditate and understand who I am in Christ, I'm quite happy sitting. How does that work Mm. for you? Any of you got any experiences of how different modes of activity just brings color, more meaning to your, your prayer life?
3: Yeah, I um I often close my eyes because I get distracted so quickly. <laughs> <laughs> and when my eyes are closed, you know, I don't see anything. Um and I always face the same way in my room um when I'm praying, which now is such such a boring way of looking at my room, which is great because then I don't get distracted. So ah. um so that so that really helps me uh, uh posture wise, yeah.
1: Yeah. The focus can be a challenge in prayer, can't it? Oh, the praying for any length, significant yeah. length of time. Distraction, distraction. Do you know when I first started
2: closing my eyes in worship, just to throw a funny anecdote in here, at my church, my first church in New York, um, when there was a super cute worship leader, I decided I had to close <laughs> my eyes to really focus on Jesus. So it built a good, uh, a good discipline of habit for me.
1: <laughs> I love your honesty there. <laughs> you know. Wonderful.
0: Well, for me, I... Um there are different kinds of prayer but if I I found if I'm walking my prayer is more powerful for some reason mm. it just get, it's action it's me being in action mm. um, and I feel more powerful I feel more spiritual mm. it's uh, yeah it's definitely there's a relationship
1: one of the things I uh, started to do in my neighborhood as I walk and pray is I try and imagine what is going on in each of the houses I pass. Mm-hmm. It really helps me get a heart, God's heart for people. And and uh, I think it's important that for all of us, we adopt intercession mm-hmm. is what we call it. That is you standing on behalf of somebody else before God, asking him to act on their behalf. I think it's important that that element is in all our prayer lives. Um, mm-hmm. So that's made it very visual for me. Uh, I would imagine a, a marriage that is, that is uh, struggling, or I'd I'd imagine children who are having a problem at school, or I'd, you know, I'd imagine real life scenarios that are going on, and I'd let my heart get touched by it because it really helped. You were talking, Christine, about um, a story unfolding. It really helped Mm. you bring alive Mm -hmm. your prayer life. In a sense, that's what that is. It's it's helping these imaginary stories that are probably quite close to reality um, create an alive prayer moment for me as I'm walking. I think walking and praying really does help Mm. you. Keep focused, keep attention. And it's doing what we're talking about here. Walk with me is a a discipleship principle. Walking with Jesus is what discipleship is all about. Let's keep our prayer life like that too. So I hope this has helped anybody listening, wanting to try and find creative ways to keep your prayer life fresh. I've got to honestly say that the secret source to your discipleship will always be the depth and consistency and routine of you keep coming back every single day at the start of your day to the bible and to prayer yeah so um god bless you thanks for listening please hit subscribe on our podcast to get more or go to c3imagine youtube we're going to be launching the part three of this mini series of walk with me very soon listen up for that speak to you soon thank you for tuning into this
0: bonus podcast If you'd like to hear more about this topic, be sure to scroll back and listen to the previous episode and the messages from the series, and subscribe so you don't miss any more. If you'd like to find out more about us at C3 Imagine, then find us on Facebook, Instagram and YouTube, and say hello! But for now, thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.